Have you ever walked past a dumpster and been like, yo, I wonder what's in that dumpster? I can put on these glasses. Let's start eating that trash can. He calls himself John of God, but there's nothing godly about him. Miracle worker or monster? He's known as John of God. A friend of mine introduced me to John of God. Three months after I joined, he started abusing me. I was 16. He'd take my panties off and do it. That's how I got pregnant. You're listening to the True Crime Dumpster Podcast with hosts Amy and... And I'm Kevin. And we're coming back at you this week with episode number 82, John of God. This was one of my picks. And Amy actually doesn't know much about this guy. No, I do not. So we're going to learn a lot today. And none of it's going to be pleasant. Hey guys, I'm adding this little disclaimer in here because I realize this episode has some pretty gnarly sexual abuse in it, so if those things trigger you in any way, this might not be the episode for you. So just throwing that out there. I guess we'll just jump straight into this. And the sources for this are all over the place. Uh, New York Post, The Mirror, Daily Mirror. Columbia Journal Review, Washington Post, of course, a little bit of Wikipedia. Wouldn't be a true crime dumpster episode without some of that. I mean, that's life. There's a Netflix docuseries called John of God. Did you watch all of those? I watched most of them, yeah. The Crimes of a Spiritual Healer. And I listened to an interview on News Evolution with Laura Eisenhower and Amy Bianc. And I actually checked out the official John of God website where surprisingly there's still photos of John of God's face all over the website and a happy little story of how he gained his supernatural healing abilities. To sum it up, Zhao Tejeria de Faria, better known as John of God, and that's how we're going to refer to him. John grew up super poor. He went to school for two years, two years, after... Almost getting a job as a tailor like his father was, he's filled with depression and goes for a swim. He hears his name called and sees a beautiful woman. They speak for a long time, and she tells him to go to the spiritualist center in town. John goes, loses consciousness, and wakes up only to be told he had performed all these miracle surgeries. Quote, So began the spiritual career of John of God, whose channeled healings have benefited hundreds of thousands throughout the world. The website goes on to say, John's no longer there, but the work continues. John said many times, quote, I do not heal. It is God who heals. John of God was born in Cachoeira de Fumasa. That's the sea with the squiggly line underneath it. Goyas, which is in Brazil. I'm just going to pretend that that was correct. You did great. He has no medical training and describes himself as a simple farmer. He completed two years of education and spent a number of years traveling from village to village in the states of Goyas and Minas Gerais as a jarafero, a sort of traveling medicine man. He's been married several times and has a bunch of kids from those marriages. And by the sounds of it, many affairs. 
In Brazil, there's an old school belief in using spirits to cure physical conditions like cancer or arthritis and faith healing is not an uncommon practice, which seems a little weird, but back in the day, there were no physicians or doctors, so the people relied on basically witch doctors or shamans to cure their ailments. Spiritism is what they called it. So John says he was told by his spirit guides that he must expand his work to reach more people. And spiritist medium Chico Xavier told him he should go to the small town of Abadanai. You said it better. What, how'd you say it? Abadianya. Abadianya. Nice. To fulfill his healing mission. Around 1978, when John first performed healings there, he just sat outdoors in a chair near the main road where people began to arrive seeking cures for their illnesses and conditions. Gradually, the numbers increased to thousands per day, and he developed his center, Casa de Dom Ignacio de Loyola. The casa has since been visited by millions of people seeking healing. He also owns a nearby cattle ranch, which covers about a thousand acres and is valued at over two million rice. Much of his income comes from selling passionflower preparations, the single herb prescribed by John of God to cure a variety of ailments. He also sells water that is, quote, imbibed with the healing energies of the entities and other blessed items such as magic triangles, crystals, and gems. John of God regularly prescribes meditation and walks to a nearby waterfall as part of treatment. When called for a spiritual surgery by John of God, patients are offered the choice of visible or invisible operations. Okay. Yeah. If they select an invisible operation or are younger than 18 or older than 52, they are directed to sit in a room and meditate. John says that spiritual physicians can perform surgery on the actual patient via a surrogate when the actual patient is unable to make the trip. That's a trip in itself. Yeah. <laughs> A very small percentage of people who choose a visible operation where John of God operates without traditional anesthetic. That I would not vote for that one. Instead, he uh, uses, quote, energized mineral water and the spiritual energies present, which John refers to as the entities. The entities are basically channeled by groups of volunteers who meditate in a separate room called the current room. So these people in the current room give their energy to these entities, and the entities guide John of God's hand in surgery. This is what's going on here. These practices, such as inserting scissors or forceps deep into a nose Ugh. and scraping an eye without anesthetic or antiseptics, have been scrutinized. I'm glad. As they should, <laughs> by medical authorities and skeptical investigators, such as James Randi, who is from ABC News, and has called for John of God to stop victimizing people with stunts and trickery. Mr. God tells people. Not Wait, is that what you're calling him? <laughs> no, but I thought it sounded funny. Well, let's not confuse the people. Okay. The people. <laughs> um, John? Yeah. John of God? of God, yes, that's yeah. the guy. <laughs> okay. John of God tells people not to stop taking their medicine and says not everyone he serves will be cured. Often the treatment includes capsules containing pure passion flower that he says 
carries special blessed spiritual energy to support the individual's healing process. John of God claims the spirits of over 30 doctors and other entities actually perform these surgeries. I would hope so. John has undergone trials and scrutiny for his work, and he's been arrested several times for practicing medicine without a license, and he's been jailed at least once. So at this point, John of God is making quite the reputation for himself. People come from all over the world to be healed by this miracle worker. So how long at this point, kind of where you're at, how long has he been doing this for? It sounds like he starts in like around, you know, the late 70s. Okay. And at this point, we're getting into the early 2000s. Okay. So he's been doing this for like potentially like at least 20 years. Yes. Okay. So along with making reputation for himself, he's also making or starting to make a ton of money. He bought a bunch of land, the cattle ranch, and has mines where they get these gems that he uses and sells. So in July of 2005, ABC ran a news report about John of God on Primetime Live. The program featured five people with various medical conditions, including chronic fatigue syndrome, Lou Gehrig's disease, and an inoperable brain tumor. Each patient saw John of God, and ABC claimed that in three of the cases there had been an improvement. ABC did an update on the five subjects, and... One subject was either making slow progress or none at all. Two were worse, and the other two ended up dying. So just to get that right, that's that's five out of five not doing great or dead. Yes. So I'm assuming at this point we're kind of understanding that John of God seems like probably a fraud, but a lot of people believe that he's not. So tons of people go there, and there's a lot of accounts of people actually believing they were healed by him. Huh. So in November of 2010, an article is written by Susan Casey for Oprah's O Magazine, where she writes about her, her experience at the Casa. Oprah later did an episode on her show, which basically mirrored this article. Casey retold her time there, saying she needed help due to the loss of her father, and John of God made everything better and how magical John of God was, and all that. So this was the first time John of God was on Oprah's show. The episode was titled, Do You Believe in Miracles? John of God appeared on Oprah's show again in 2013. This time, Oprah went to Abadiania to see the casa for herself. This show is titled simply John of God. They talked under a mango tree dressed all in white and looked very divine. In the episode, Oprah said she experienced something profound with the medium during a period where she was worrying about the health of her television network, aptly titled The Oprah Winfrey Network. So this is a quote from Oprah. I closed my eyes and sat quietly, feeling the rhythm of my breath, having felt short of breath and a tingling sensation while watching John of God perform surgery on a woman with breast cancer with no anesthesia, mind you. It seems kind of reckless that she's watching this. I know. I, anyways, sorry. Didn't want to. Okay. She then said. <laughs> yeah. She then said, quote, tears of gratitude started to flow. Gratitude for the whole journey of my life. Not just everything that had gone right, but the things that had not. End quote. So at this point, John of God is a fucking rock star. 
he is the economy of Abdeanya. That's like how LeBron James is the economy of wherever he's from. He's from somewhere in Ohio, right? I don't know. Anyways, I'm just <laughs> saying that like a lot of times when there's like kind of these like broken down towns, there'll be like one person who's like upholding the whole economy of the town. Sounds like that's what this guy was doing. Yeah. And what do they say about ultimate power? It corrupts ultimately or some shit like that. Yeah. So, so many people are coming to see him that business in the whole town goes crazy. Hotels are full, so they build more. Taxi drivers are making tons of money. Restaurants and food markets and butcher shops are packed, barely keeping up with the demand. And John of God gets his cut of the money coming in, like any good gangster. The governor and politicians are under his thumb, too, because of all the money he brings to the community. Like you said earlier, there's a Netflix docuseries on John of God that paints a pretty good picture of how he controls Abba Dianya with his influence and also how he starts getting his followers to bring in groups from other countries to be healed, snowballing his cash inflow exponentially. The docuseries also shows how he would select young, pretty girls for a private consultation after the main group sessions. When alone, he would tell the girls that they had psychic abilities and that he needed their energy to heal himself. And before you know it, ugh, I don't want to say this part. <laughs> Why'd you make me read this? <laughs> and before you know it, his penis was out and there's no healing involved. 2018, 12 women came out and said John of God had abused them. The case was reported in media outlets in Brazil and around the world. The number of claims led to the prosecution office of the state of Goyas creating an email address and phone line to receive all accusations towards the medium. In 30 hours, more than 200 complaints were received from nine different states, including two claims from outside of Brazil. Claims were reported by the prosecution's office as having potential to be the biggest sex scandal in the history of Brazil. I'm going to fuck up this lady's name, so I apologize in advance, but Zahira Lineke Moose. Uh, she was the only woman who agreed to be identified on the television show Conversa Com Bial. She said in the interview that she had traveled to the clinic to heal the trauma from a previous incident of sexual abuse. She was a Dutch dance choreographer, and she had heard about John of God from a friend, and she had also seen Oprah Winfrey's documentary. That's sad. So she's already like the victim of sexual abuse, you know. That's the one thing about this case that's really upsetting is like these people are like seeking him because they're fucked up, you know. And so what did he do? He fucks him up some more. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's so predatory and fucked. Yeah. So Sahira said she had been summoned for private consultation with Mr. God, Mr. John of God. Once they were alone, she said, he placed her hands on his penis and instructed her to move them. After that encounter, she said, he invited her to choose a gemstone from his cabinet. And he did this with a lot of the girls after he would take advantage of them. He would give them like a gift. And he'd also like tell them they had like psychic abilities and that he was like needed healing and he would needed their energy. So like they're doing him a favor so he could heal others, kind of. Yeah, it was just... A bunch of it's really fuckery. yeah it's yeah psych psychological no fuckery. pun intended so what's weird weird is after this first encounter she has a second encounter privately with him and this time he forced her to have anal sex mm -hmm. 
After four years of silence, Zahira went public with her account, posting a long message on Facebook and then appearing on the Brazilian talk show. Quote, I always thought I was the only person. I was in my own emotional prison. She said, quote, when I realized I was not alone, I realized it was probably still going on and I had to go public. So we have another person here, Amy Bianc. She was a tour guide from the U.S. She brought groups of people to the Casa to see John of God from 2002 to 2008. She heard some stories about some of the things people suspected were going on there, but never gave any credence to it. After bringing multiple groups to Brazil, she brought her biggest group yet to Abadiana, about 120 people, to see the so-called healer. After the sessions in the big current room, uh, as they called it, John of God, like I said, would choose certain people for private consultations. And they're often young, attractive girls. And they would sit on a bench outside John's office and wait for their consultations. So Amy Bianca saw one of the people from her group sitting there waiting and felt compelled to wait with her and accompany her to this private session. So... They start the session, and John of God instructs everyone to close their eyes. And apparently this was like a common thing during these, uh, his little consultations because opening your eyes would draw in negative energy. So Amy was there, eyes closed, when her friend called out. Amy opened her eyes to see her friend on her knees in front of, in front of John of God. John having his pants down, cock out, guiding this woman's head toward it. John of God sees Amy watching him and backs off, saying that this was all a test and that the girl had passed. He then gave her a crystal and told her that he could teach her a lot. There's a count. So this is really That's fucking crazy. I know this. It gets crazier, but this one really got me because there's like accounts of like parents being in the same room with their eyes closed while I while John of God abuses abusing their, their kid? children. Ugh. Isn't that, f- it's just so fucked. So obviously this appalled Amy and she spoke up about it with people from the Casa. One of the people broke down and said that she wiped, quote, ectoplasm from young girls' mouths after some of these private sessions. That's right, ectoplasm. Apparently spiritualists think ectoplasm can form during healing sessions. I've gone kind of deep. So can we just real quick, it's semen, correct? Yeah. Okay. Needless to say, that was Amy Bianc's last trip. She wrote a blog about her experiences there. But it took 10 years as more people came forward about their abuse that Amy's blog came to light, and authorities actually used her testimony to help go after John of God. John of God's own daughter, Dalva Tajira. Tahira? Like, yeah. It's with an X. I've heard it pronounced different ways, okay. but yeah. we'll just call her Dalva. She's also spoken out, calling her father a monster and claiming he molested her as a child. In an, an exclusive interview with Brazilian magazine Veja, she said that under the pretense of mystical treatments, he abused and raped her between the ages of 10 and 14. Man. She claimed he stopped after she became pregnant by one of his employees, after which her father beat her so severely she suffered a miscarriage. So, this guy is a real piece of shit. But the one who really blew the lid off this thing, in addition to the TV show Conversa 
Com Bial was Sabrina Brittencourt. Brittencourt was a Brazilian activist who started Coame, an organization that helps women report sexual assault by religious leaders. Her investigations led to John of God's arrest in December of 2018. He actually turned himself in, but we'll get to that. So just like in a nutshell, this guy has like some experience when he's younger. He's told he's a spiritual healer who can perform miracle surgeries on surrogates or people. He's no doctor or anything. He's only had two years of education. He like dropped out in second grade or something. I know you didn't talk about that, but we just know that. Okay. Two years of education. Yes. Second grade. Okay. So he heals people quote-unquote heals people people start gathering he becomes like the economy of Abba Dianya and attracts the attention of big wigs like Oprah Winfrey and stuff so on the outside of it it seems like everything's all good right healing people yada 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 but really behind the scene he's actually raping and abusing and sexually molesting his daughter and all kinds of girls who come to see him for for healing correct okay so that's where we're at yes okay and so this is where the story gets totally insane and this is why i wanted to research this story uh so sabrina brittencourt said that she had credible testimonies from multiple victims and what they were saying made headlines all over the world they were saying John of God would offer money to poor girls aged 14 to 18 to go and live in mineral mines that, or farms that he owned in the Brazilian states of Goiás and Minas Gerais. There they would become sex slaves and be forced to get pregnant and their babies would be sold to the highest bidder from other continents. Quote, in exchange for food, they were impregnated and their babies sold on the black market. Hundreds of girls were enslaved over years, lived on farms in Goyas, served as wombs to get pregnant for their babies to be sold, Britton Court said. Quote, these girls were murdered after 10 years of giving birth. So he had like a woman farm. Like a baby farm. Isn't that kind of like what Jeffrey Epstein talked about? Like a, like an island, like, I, it's not something he actually it's, did, but I'm saying that that like wasn't like, like his dream. Yeah. Supposedly but, so, he wanted so this guy to is actually doing it. repopulate the world with his DNA. Yeah. yeah. It's funny you mentioned Epstein because we'll get to that later. Uh, so here's another quote uh, from Britain Court. Uh, we have received reports from adoptive mothers of their children that were sold for between $20,000 and $50,000 in Europe, USA, and Australia, as well as testimony from ex-workers and local people who were tired of being complicit with John of God's gang. So they're saying that the mothers are confirming that they bought Brazilian babies for twenty to fifty thousand. So, a baby farm, which is fucking insane, right? Yeah. Okay. So we're not done yet. Britain Court releases the story. She flees Brazil, and is in protective custody, receiving a bunch of death threats. From who? I mean, I guess. Oh, that's right, because he, like, controls the economy, so politicians probably don't even want this, because that'll kill the economy if he's not healing. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So days after the story comes out, she's found dead in Lebanon, an apparent, quote, suicide. Hmm. Sabrina Brittencourt had a rough-ass life. She was raised in the Mormon church, 
And at four years old, two members of her family sexually abused her. And all these members uh, went, or all these family members went to the same church. And then here's another nice one. The church later shunned her for being unclean. Then at 16, she was raped, got pregnant, and suffered a miscarriage. All this abuse motivated her to set up multiple organizations to help other victims of sexual abuse. Damn. Yeah. So going down the rabbit hole, it seems Britain Court's death is shrouded in mystery too. Did she die in Lebanon? Her oldest son had found her there, and there was a note, but initial reports said she died in Spain. So which one was it? Also, reporters contacted the Lebanese government asking about her death records. They said no one from Brazil had been on record dying there. So that's kind of weird. Some people think she did commit suicide, and some think she was murdered. There are many accounts of John of God's victims receiving death threats, and still some others think she faked her death and changed her identity to escape the bounty on her head. Okay. This is where Amy's going to hate this episode. So all that said. <laughs> I just don't like conspiracy theories. I don't mind conspiracies, but I don't, I don't know. Let's go. So these, there is a little you know, speculation here, but these, uh, a lot of these connections are pretty solid. So let's talk about some of these connections. So John of God is tied to the Clintons. Bill Clinton actually is reported to have sought healing from him at some point. And if you don't know about some of the Clintons' shady shit, you can look up Mina, Arkansas, or the Clinton Foundation in Haiti, or just, <laughs> you can search the Clinton body count. Also, Bill Clinton flew on Jeffrey Epstein's private jet, the Lolita Express, a documented 26 times to Epstein's private island, Little St. James. There's accounts of Clinton actually ditching his Secret Service detail to take some of these trips. If you don't know who Epstein is, lucky you. He's a piece of shit child trafficker slash child rapist and has ties to the was. most. Was. He was. Some people still think is. Okay. But he's got ties to the most powerful people in the world. And the Queen of England's son is one. Is just, that Pris Prince Andrew? Yes, it is. Epstein's girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell, is having her trial as we speak. And nope, she's, it's done. Is it done now? Yeah. I mean, she was found guilty of most of the accounts. It, sentencing needs to happen now. Oh, that's kind of I th what made me think it was still up in the air. But uh, she's being charged with child sex trafficking as well. So if John of God did have a baby farm that sold babies on the black market, it's conceivable Epstein might have been a business partner. But not certain Epstein dealt in babies. From what I've heard, it's more like getting politicians and other high-up people to sleep with teenagers, record it secretly, then use the recordings as blackmail. So they basically own these people, lest they want these videos coming out. Sounds like the Church of Scientology, too. Yeah. Just blackmail tapes, yeah. Nexium, I think, did that stuff. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey and model Naomi Campbell were both said to be friends of his. And after all this came out, Oprah did say she empathized with the victims and hoped justice would be served. Oprah had some school in Africa that had some shady stuff go down. But Wait, it was her school? I think she opened a school in Africa, and there was okay. like some weird stuff around that. But I don't think Oprah was involved with it. It's just kind of weird. But one shitty cunt both ladies were tied to is Harvey Weinstein, who also used his position to sexually assault aspiring actresses. 
And Harvey Weinstein also has connections to Epstein. Yeah, we all know that. So this is kind of a weird one, too. Another curious connection is with Marina Abramovich. And Abramovich describes herself as the, quote, grandmother of performance art. Others describe her as a high-level witch, and she hangs out with all the famous Hollywood people and all that. And she's probably most famous for her, quote, spirit cooking ritual that involves using every liquid of the body. You can use your imagination. But Abramovich was closely tied to Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign in 2016 through John Podesta. Who's that? He was the chairman of Hillary's 2016 campaign, and he was also the White House chief of staff under Bill Clinton. John has a brother, Tony, and they both are tied to sketchy shit with kids and have weird-ass art involving abused-looking children. Abramovich did a documentary around 2012 about healing in Brazil, where she interviews John of God. But my point is, it seems like all of these perverse fuckers seem to find each other, almost like there's a global network of traffickers and pedos, and somehow there's a bunch of them in the highest parts of government, finance, and royalty. Anyway, four days after the show, Conversa Com Bial, where Zahira Lenecki Moose came out about her abuse on live TV, the number of people claiming to be victims exploded, spanning multiple Brazilian states. Questioned by reporters, John of God said, I'm innocent, and walked away amid the protection of people around him. On December 12, 2018, the public prosecutor of the Brazilian state of Goiás called for the arrest of John of God. Police went to pick him up. They got to the casa, but he wasn't there. They went to like 20 other places he owned, and he wasn't there either. It seemed like John of God had skipped town. He also withdrew around $9 million in Brazilian currency called Rias. When police searched his home, they found automatic weapons and cash, as well as a suitcase full of emeralds. On December 16, 2018, John of God surrendered himself to the police. He gave a statement saying, I surrendered to divine justice and, as promised, I now place myself in the hands of earthly justice. Police who interrogated John reported bizarre incidents during the interview, such as the computer typing zeros repeatedly, the printer starting to print without receiving a command, and the mini fridge in the room exploding, according to reports. So the police said that? That sounds bullshit. Like bullshit. It does sound like bullshit, but it's. I'm sure it is. Dude, there's, it's just to like keep perpetuating like this mysticism about this fucker. They would never make some crazy claims just to sell papers would they meanwhile a police clerk who was meant to transcribe the faith healer's testimony at the police station in the rural town of annapolis was run over in a car accident and broke his arm it's just showing the powers of john of god and all the entities okay okay are... so so stuff happens okay it's it all sounds like bullshit i, I mean sounds like, like the dude did get hit by a car and broke his arm so I mean, that sucks. I'm sorry, dude. (laughs) Okay, so aside from all of that bullshit, the total number of women that came forward is at least 600. Most people believe it's higher. In December of 2019, John of God was sentenced to 19 years and four months for the rapes of only four women. He is facing additional cases related to 10 sex crimes. He was released from prison on house arrest when the COVID-19 pandemic struck in early 2020 
due to his age and poor health. And that's where it stands today. That's the last thing I've heard. Yes. This is a weird story. It is. I don't know. What do you think? It's crazy. He's only charged with four rapes. After I mean, all these they, people they came. do that, though. Yeah. Like, who is that guy in Canada? Um, I always get Pee Wee Gaskins mixed up with, um, what's his name? The pig guy? Yeah. Robert Picton. That's it. I always get Pee Wee Gaskins and Robert Picton mixed up. Anyways, Robert Picton, he killed, he killed like, I don't know, like 50 or 60 people or something. But they've only got him on like seven. Because in case he gets out on an appeal or anything, they have like 40 other bodies that they can charge him for so it's like a lot of times they hold back ones that aren't slam dunks you know what i mean to make sure that they get the conviction because right. there is double jeopardy right and so they can't you know if they don't have a good case then they can always come at him with the 43 other cases that they have or in john of god's case the other 595 cases that they have <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it's documented about the babies being sold and all that stuff. It seems you would think that he would be prosecuted for that, right? But maybe like politicians are weirdly involved in some way, so like that will never come to light. I don't know. Like a lot of that stuff is really theory heavy. I'm all about the facts. So this, you know, obviously like this case makes me a little uncomfortable. But I mean, he is serving real time, so yeah. we know for sure that the rape allegations are. Most likely, well, definitely true. Yeah. But and a lot of the other stuff sounds sketchy. The connections and stuff are sketchy. And it's just, you know, a lot of people say, oh, that stuff doesn't exist. But they, I mean, it does. It, do it absolutely does. And so it's not. Too I think far that fetched. there's less people saying it now after Epstein. I think that the whole like Pizzagate thing and, you know, and even like before, you know, like it seemed like it was almost like a joke. And then when Epstein was captured and like shit started to come out about him, we actually saw the names and faces of the girls that were involved. It's not a joke anymore. It's not like a theory. Like people are like, yeah, like legit, like that shit happens. You know, I think that Epstein and Maxwell like really kind of blew the lid off of that. And, and and people, I don't think it's like a far-fetched theory to most people anymore. I think people understand it, that it happens. And when you think about how Epstein... Basically, his goal was to, like, put people in compromising positions and, like, get video of it so he can, like, blackmail them. It seems like that's, like, a big goal of... It just seems like that's... Of corrupt people, yeah. Yeah, I mean... To get lawmakers and influential people to bend to your will when you need it. Exactly. Yeah. And it seems like it's way more prevalent than we w want to believe. Well, so that's that. You can join our True Crime Dumpster Facebook group. You can follow us on Twitter, TC Dumpster, and on Instagram at True Crime Dumpster. You can email us at truecrimedumpster at gmail.com. Listen to our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Potty, Potty Bean, Potty Bean. <laughs> Spotify, YouTube, and many other platforms. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends about our podcast. Every review, rating, and referral helps us to get a larger audience. Tune in next time as we continue talking out the trash. Bye-bye. <laughs>